Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. My favorite podcast of the weekend, because it's today's podcast. The That would be the mailbag. That would be the mailbag. We are back at it and looking forward to answering your questions, a staple of the Fifth Hour podcast. And we were going to get rid of the Sunday podcast because we're like, well, you know, if it doesn't do well, whatever. And then we settled in on this mailbag format, and it's been great. It's one of the – usually it's the number one podcast every weekend, depending on how big the guest is that we have on on Friday, or a friend of the show that hangs out with us on Friday. But it is the Fifth Hour uh, yet again, even on a Sunday – a day of rest, David Gascon from west of the 405, making his way into the studio there. The name dropper, the gotta, snob. Got to say a special uh, happy Mother's Day to all those women out there that are doing God's work. Uh, yes, moms are the greatest. I love moms. Moms are so wonderful. Yes. You're so lucky to have a great mom. I, I hear there are bad moms, but I've, I've, I've never met one. Yeah. And I, don't, I had the greatest mom in the world for me. Yeah. It was perfect for me. So uh, big respect to the moms. I don't know how my mother did it. Uh, she had four of us, and she was was working. My dad was working like 19 hours a day. Uh, she is a fucking rock star. So Yeah, absolutely. All moms the women out there, happy Mother's Day from us to you. Yeah, that's the that's one of the the keys to a, a good life, having a good mom. Now, good what's mom and dad? I, I, I think you'd agree with me on this, but I think for Father's Day, it's probably more uh, important to to isolate and do a a dinner. But mothers, they need like breakfast or brunch, right? Like, is that kind of? Well, it depends on the mom. You know, not all moms are the same. I know you like the stereotype guest gun, but all moms are different. I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of read the room. But yeah, yeah usually it's it's. Um, more of a lunch type deal than a yeah than a dinner. I, I would agree with you on that. All right, we have the mailbag. So these are all questions sent in, and uh, I would like to say thank you because somebody 
messed up. Who goofed? I've got to know. Oh, come did, on. Did not post the <laughs> mailbag uh, email a request on Facebook when it was supposed to be put up early in the day on Wednesday. And uh, this person, I will not reveal their names. I will not reveal their names here. Uh, the streets are talking, though, Gascon. And this particular person uh, who I am referring to, uh, it is possible that they realized while they were on the air in the middle of the night that they had failed to do this and then spent the next hour and a half begging <laughs> for people to send questions. A little birdie. I will not reveal the person's name, but their initials are BM. Yeah, That's what I will say. So it's good make. for you. The dogs are barking. Yeah. The okay. dogs are barking. But the Maller Militia answered the call. A lot of email questions, which is cool. And I like that the, the militia is shifting over to the email, realfifthhour at gmail.com. We had a, a good number of questions on, on Facebook as well. Uh, first one comes from Neil in Miami, 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 living large and in charge in South Florida. It says, Big Ben, your Twitter avatar is straight pimp, salad days physique and smile right on. Oh, boy. But that guess guy. It's a good-looking cartoon a- avatar. My Avi. That's what Sports Talk Barry calls it, the Avi. Mm. I want to be cool like Sports Talk Barry. Uh, he says, another home run Myler monologue on Russell Westbrook this week. Whirling Dervish, Tasmanian Devil. Wow. He said, how do you come up with all those? Uh, and who inspired you to take the verbal ninja star assault in monologues? And how did that develop? Well, it just kind of happened over the years. I didn't start out like that. And for, for a long time, in the early days at Fox Sports Radio, Neil, I uh, did not uh, do any of that. And you know, I, it's like I wanted to, to change it up a little bit. And I love words. I've always loved words. And I, I didn't pay that much attention in school. I was a terrible student. So it's an opportunity. And with the Internet, you, can, you should be a student forever till the day you die. You should be learning something new every time and uh, every day. And so I, I've also had this weird, quirky thing where I like the origins of words and phrases. And so I've come in there at the, uh, the overnight, and I'm generally rehashing the same stuff that Jason Smith was talking about on his show and Rob Parker and everyone else. I mean, there's, a, there's only a finite amount of sports news in any 24-hour window. Yeah. With, there's a few exceptions. So we're pretty much all talking about the same stuff. So I was like, well, how can I dress it up a little bit and make it sound a little bit better? Even though I'm saying the same thing, I am merely just changing up the way it's delivered so it it's more pleasing to the ear. Nah. How can I make it more pleasing? So it doesn't sound the same as everyone else and blah, 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 blah. And so that's kind of the origin of how that that start now have so. you included tilting at windmills yet uh i don't know that i i have used that in the past i don't know that i've used that recently you've used it in the past yeah long ago all right long ago well you you got upset when i would do the the tempest in the teapot you got upset at that one i remember you when you get upset did i yeah sounds like me yeah which is Listen, it's a good phrase. It's a solid phrase. Uh, you can mix it in there. Uh, making a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, molehill is another one. That's, yeah. uh, that's one you can can use. I mean, it's, I mean, pretty much just saying the same thing. And so, you know. Anyway, uh, what else from uh, Neil? He says, the interview with the Cobra was entertaining and a nice change of pace. I really liked you bringing on athletes. Uh, good job uh, by Gascon uh, for booking. Oh, he didn't. I booked. Oh, I booked go. Dave Parker. Here we go. That was my guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't. He didn't have anything to do with wow. it. I was dealing with Dave Parker's publicist. Mm-hmm. No, I was. Yeah. 
And uh, Dave Parker was supposed to come on the week before, and it didn't work out because you know something came up, and then so we were able to finally get him on. Customers always right. I appreciate the words, Neil. Thank you very much for those. Uh, but he says, "Good job, I guess, guy, for booking." And he is actually good at asking questions. I'm really? fantastic at asking questions. He must have been listening to it. Someone else. Uh, anyway, uh, Dave Parker's view on modern baseball got me thinking of where sports are going given the change in rules in NBA, Major League Baseball, et cetera, uh, allowing the inmates running the prisons uh, and you being a distant relative of the great Nostradamus and friend of Nostradamus, where do you see the major U.S. sports in 10 to 20 years giving, uh, given introduction to micro betting and a new generation watching on mobile devices? Well, it's always evolving, right? Sports is always evolving, and we're heading into the great gold rush with sports gambling, and the sports leagues are going to reap the benefits more than anybody. And it's really from around 2024 onward, that's when that gambling market's going to fully mature, and it, it's going to be insane to the membrane. And, and the sports leagues are going to cater their product to the gambling market because that's that's who's going to pay the bills. I mean, Charles Barkley had said this a while back, and I actually buy it to some degree when Barkley said an NBA owner told him that once sports gambling gets fully going, that they will make more money from that than television. Well, it's, all, it's all related. It's all together, right? I mean, you've yeah. you got to have the games on TV so people can bet on them to watch the games because a lot of people like to watch the games when they put a bet down. So everything's tied together. Everyone's in bed with everyone else, but the gambling money, the licensing money to use the logos of the teams is humongous. Now, what's going to happen? Who will be the first active player to put their name as an endorser? Will they be allowed to endorse, endorse a gambling website? Will we see that? Like somebody like LeBron James or something like that say, you know, I, I LeBron James, and when I gamble, I bet on, you know, FanDuel or whatever. Will that be allowed? It's a good question. I mean, if you're in business with these operations, why wouldn't it be allowed? Yeah, of course. Uh, he says, since you were so close to your mom, curious on the uh, biggest lesson you learned from your mom and most memorable sports moment with your mom. Uh, same question for your untrusty sidekick. Wow. If he is working on the podcast this wow. week. Wow, what a piece of shit. Nah, that guy's good. Nah, listen, I learned everything from my mom. I don't know what the biggest lesson I learned uh, is. You know, my mom always told me you know, when I, early on in my radio uh, run, it was not going well. I was making sh just terrible money, and I was working every single day, and I wasn't going anywhere. And you know, my mom was like, hey, listen, you know, you know, just keep – Keep your head down. You know, she gave me the, the good advice all moms give you. Just keep your head down. Don't worry about the noise and all that. Uh, you're, you're talented. You're good. You're going to make it. And uh, you'll you'll get the last laugh. You know, those kind of things. And, you know, as a kid, you hear that stuff. You're like, wow, that's, you know, that's cool. And my mom believed in me. And my mom listened to every every single show right until she died that I was on. And, uh, and gave me you know, her advice, what she, what she thought was working, what wasn't working, things like that. You know, and so uh, – that would be that. And as far as memorable sports moments, you know, I didn't go to too many games with my mom. Usually my dad was where I'd go to games. But we'd watch a lot of games. My mom was a big Dodger fan from the Sandy Koufax days, and we'd watch that. And I guess the, the most memorable moment was we were all, as a family, watching the 1988 World Series, Game 1, Dodgers and A's, when Kirk Gibson hit that home run 
against Eckersley, and we were all there, and we're like, we couldn't, we were like stunning. We were like, oh, the Dodgers are going to lose. They suck. You know, I couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, they uh, came back, and uh, Mike Davis, I remember running the bases there. Yeah. And then uh, Gibson with the home run. So I, and that would be the one that stands out. And also, kind of an odd note, my mom, my mom was in the hospital. Uh, she was battling the cancer. And I actually missed, I was, I, I'd gone in those days, I went to every Laker Clipper game, all that stuff, but I had to miss the Kobe Bryant 70 point game or whatever it was because, or, or 81 point game. Cause I was at, I was at the hospital with my mom. We were watching the 81 point Kobe Bryant game there against the Jalen Rose Raptors. What about you, Gascon? I think, uh, well, I guess a word of, of kindness for my mom was always exercise patience. She was a teacher and she, uh, she dealt a lot with uh, special needs kids, too. So she obviously had to have a boatload of patience. And then I think the best moment I've had with her was probably in 2012. Our entire family was able to go and see uh, the Kings win the Stanley Cup. We were at game six at Staples Center, and we were all spread out. Like, I was the only one that didn't have a, a seat with everybody else. Like, you were socially distancing? Well, yeah, pretty much with 18,000 yeah. uh, fans in, there in attendance. But, uh, yeah, we got to meet up after when the Kings won the Cup. And, uh, yeah, it was a great moment because we've been diehard King. I mean, being from L.A., we're huge Kings fans, Laker fans, Dodger fans, um, USC. Not really. They're not huge into football like I am. And uh, But, yeah, the Kings were, were one of our first loves. Like in back in 88, 89 when Gretzky got here. And the run in 1993 was awesome, but it came up way too short, and we were young, obviously. But my parents would have those date nights where they'd go to Staples, or not Staples, go to the Great Western Forum back in the day to watch the Kings. And then when we're all adults, we got to see them finally win a cup, and yeah. uh, and it was awesome. And they ran rough shot over the entire National Hockey League that Stanley Cup playoff run, so it was great. And then would win another one a couple years later. Yeah, 2014. They'd beat the Blackhawks in Game 7 at Chicago, and then they took apart the New York Rangers. In, uh, and in the, the cool games. one about the Rangers was that was at Staples Center. Yeah. And that was that was very cool. Alec that Martinez was... won it. He scored. Ben, that game was the first. I think I've told you the story, but that night of Game 5 was my first night ever at Fox Sports Radio. And my dumbass had to be at the studio at 10 o'clock. So I left Staples five minutes before Martinez scored that goal. Bad job by you. <laughs> Listen, I've made that drive many times, had to get to, to the studio by a certain time. Yeah. I, I know – because you got two ways to go from Staples. You can either go down the 10 up to the 405 or yeah. you can go around the 101 to the – Little four oh five. So this you got two options. So you just put on the traffic app and you're good to go. Yeah, but this That's was it. a championship game though. I so know. I didn't know how yeah. bad Staples would be. Oh. Well, see, you probably parked close, but my I, I no. don't have that problem. I park, where'd you park where'd you park? I parked so do you know the the taco stand or the taco truck? Like uh, it's like three blocks east of Figueroa, uh where the railroad tracks are at near the metro. Yeah, I I know that, yeah. Yeah, like parking I, I at that time was like six dollars a spot. So I'd park over there. Yeah, I, I parked. I had a $6 lot, which is not like a $12 lot, up <laughs> in uh, a little further north. And so, yeah, it was great. I, as soon as the game ends, uh, you sprint, mm-hmm. you know, fast walk up Figueroa, and then I'd cut over. And you're you're so far ahead, you're you're ahead of the traffic, essentially, because yeah. everyone's still, you know, taking their time getting out of the arena. And, and then you can you can make it on the highway pretty quick. 
let's see, what do we have? Carlos in Bang Bang Houston, Texas says, Ben, how does one become a P1? I work too early to do the Maller Oath, and I'm not on Twitter or Facebook. Also, Good man. when you guys were kids, did you all take the school bus to school walk or mom and dad took you? Uh, the, I'll answer that question first, Carlos. I did take the school bus when I was in elementary school, like first, second grade, even like kindergarten. But then my mom would – it really depended on my mom's work schedule. But she you – know, some days I would take the bus and some days I wouldn't. So back then you could do that. I think now if you if you take the bus, you have to take the bus every day. But uh, back in those days, you could you could do that. And uh, listen, Carlos, you can be one of the silent members of the Maller Militia. You're not silent, though. You send emails to the podcast every week. Weren't you on Facebook? I guess you got rid of your Facebook account. But you, I know you were on there. You used to post on Facebook. Uh, but, yeah, you don't have to take the oath. I mean, the oath is the next level. It's not for everyone. Only a few people have actually called into the show and taken the oath. And it's rare. And we, we only try to do it once a week. So we don't want to do it too much. To, to, the bit plays out. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're part of the militia. Call. You support the show. As long as, All you have to do is really support the show, tell people about the show, download the podcast, and you're, you're in the Maller Militia. Right, that's it. You can be a P1 in the Maller Militia. You don't have to necessarily take the oath. Uh, why did you run Angry Bill off? He was one of my favorite callers. <laughs> signed from your biggest fan, Kyrie in OKC. That's right. Well, Kyrie, first of all, I remember doing a, a fine cameo for you and your lovely family there uh, several months back. But uh, I had nothing to do with Angry Bill leaving the show. Angry Bill's job caused him to use to leave the show. He, he told me, he called up a little while ago, and out of the blue, he hadn't called in months, and he said the reason he stopped calling is because he, I guess he has to go to the basements of, of hospitals or something like that, and I only knows what he's doing, um, but he can't stay on hold because when he stays on hold, the line drops, and it's very frustrating for him, and uh, so that's, that's why he stopped calling. But he says he still listens. He's in and out of his car. He's picking deliveries up and dropping things off and whatnot, so... I hope that answers your question, Kyrie. But no, Angry Bill. I love screaming and shouting at Angry Bill. He's wrong about everything. I like pointing out when he's wrong. And he's one of the few people that call up and like want to get into it, want to get into a dust-up, which I'm fine with. The What was that smirk? What was? Why, why did you smirk? I don't know. You and dust-ups doesn't sound great. No, no, it's good. You get into a little rhubarb, a little Donnybrook on the radio. It's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andy writes in. He says, I'm near Ben's Tommy's in Hollywood. Oh, it's Great memories there, Andy. Good spot. Chili cheese fries and oh, man, double Tommy's chili cheese. Man, oh man, it's good, wonderful. Dude. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, man, uh, he says the uh, beautiful harmony of hate serenade delivered to the Astros in New York City, along with the European Super League Manchester protest, causing a match postponement. Is there any chance that sports returns to a time more akin to the 70s when fan behavior turned more real, uh, turning more real, rebellious, and uh, consequential? Uh, well, everything, listen, this is the zeitgeist that we're dealing with right now, but it, nothing lasts forever, right? There, there's ebbs and flows of life, and you know, you, you don't want to get caught up in things. The way it is right now with the woke karate and all that's going to be the way it is forever. You don't want to be like that because things change and there have been other incidents uh, where things have come into society and it's people have said it's terrible and then you know, things evolve and 
so you don't don't know what's going to happen next. But uh, I would I would say that it, it will there will be a calming that will take place. Now I don't know how you get rid of the wokeness because corporate America is fully in bed with the wokeness. So I don't know how you get rid of that crap. But there is a way. It will happen. I, I am going to be Benny Brightside in this one. He says, I'm old, and I grew up a huge fan of the Flyers, the Broad Street bully teams in the wow. 1970s. A glorious era indeed. Can it ever get better again? Or is sports tied to the almighty coin? And it will never change back. Well, f- listen, Andy, f- first thing here, you know my theory on this. Like, you're old. I'm probably not quite as old as you, but here's the deal. All right. Whenever you were in that Goldie, I call it the Goldilocks zone from like age eight or nine to like 12 or 13. As a sports fan, everything the rest of your life will not be able to live up to that period of time. Won't be able to do it. And it, it just, just like the kids today, like that are watching the sports for them, when they're old farts like us, they're going to say the same thing. Like, man, do you remember watching LeBron James? And I'm like, no, I remember Michael Jordan. You know, fuck you, you know, like that. Uh, and and the, the the greats, it's like uh, Joe Montana. No, no, Joe Montana sucks, you know. So that's a big part of it. It's really about when you became a sports fan, what was great in your youth that will, you'll never be able to match that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Here's one. Hey, Lord, Ben, this is Jose in the Bay. Do you think you'll ever do what Kirk Minahan did and leave radio? A lot of people followed him where he left, uh, left to, and did you meet him? Was he an asshole, or uh, you didn't mention him? You mentioned Mutt and Jerry Callahan. You know, I never met Kirk Minahan. I was on the WEI morning show with uh, Jerry and, and Kirk. Uh, as a guest, I was on there. I actually went back to audition to be the third re- wheel in the morning show. And the day that I was supposed to work, Kirk's parents were very sick. And they both actually ended up dying uh, very sad, uh, horrible, uh, within a short period of time. It was terrible for Kirk. Uh, and I I was supposed to host with him. It was going to be me, Jerry, and Kirk. And then uh, he couldn't make it because of something that had happened. And I ended up doing the show with Mutt uh, and Jerry. But no, I did, I did appear on a show, I think it was a couple times. Uh, back in the old days. Uh, let's see here. Who do we have? Uh, Dave writes in. says, hey, I am a police sergeant in Ohio, and I am set to retire at the end of May. I've always worked third shift, and your show and cast, Eddie Coop, Danny G, Roberto, and yes, even Gascon, have always made my night. Uh, the uh, police sergeant there, Dave, says, thank you for all the years of laughs. Without the politics, uh, especially lately, I will continue to listen to your podcast and enjoy the cast of callers. I am not a social media guy, Dave says, so I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate uh, your show. I wanted to give you a five-star rating, but my dumbass could not figure (laughs) out how to do that on iHeartRadio. Well, it's actually not on iHeartRadio, so that's probably, Dave, why you could not figure that out, Dave. It's actually only on the... It's the Apple uh, podcast page, right? Yeah, Apple iTunes, yeah. yeah. Apple iTunes is where you can review the podcast. He says, if you can let me know how, I will leave you a five-star rating. I think we did. Uh, he says, P.S., please thank your wife for her service. Uh, yeah, she is a 911 dispatcher. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And I imagine you're a third shift guy. That's cool that you can just keep working third shift. I thought, I know the department my wife works at, they have to change shifts every every four months, I think it is, on a rotating thing. You have to work at least once a year. You have to work during the day. You can't just work overnights and all that. So. That's good. Keep you healthy. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, here's one. Uh, me like show. Cobra interview good. You and Gascon funny. Sorry email too long. Must go get beer on tractor now. Signed, I'm a I'm pilot. I'm a pilot. Yeah. Love that Look how guy. excited you got. Yeah, I mean, Look how excited it's you coherent. Got. The words are spelled out accurately. Great diction, good grammar. Love that yeah. guy. Yeah. Right, well, there you go. You should get a room. You two can get a room. I will. First class cabin. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Darcy in Florida. How about that? I think this is the first time we've heard from Joe and Darcy. Where's the whiskey couple, man? I don't know what happened to him. I hope they're still. I hope you know Kay and Fuck. and Jay. I hope they're okay. Yeah. I'm worried. We tried to smoke them out last weekend. They didn't come through. Yeah. 
Uh, my theory is you said something that was offensive and they stopped listening. No, the last time we communicated with them was, I think, during Benny versus the Penny when they sent yeah. that bourbon over. Oh, the hat. I wear the, the hats in my rotation. Yeah. The Hilltoppers. Yeah. That's a cool hat. That's, a, that's the kind of thing I was talking about. Unique hat, college hat. It's pretty cool. It's in my, my hat rotation. Yeah. Anyway, this is from Joe and Darcy. Stay focused, guest guy. Okay. Uh, says, number one, do you and Gascon agree with me that the word narrative has become one of the misused and overused words in the English language. <laughs> uh, so that's that's one of your uh, your words there that, uh, according, I guess Joe is just annoyed by the word narrative. Yeah, I, I do use the word narrative. It is a synonym for story. So rather than just keep saying story, I will say narrative. Um, and there's only so many ways you can, again, I, I talked about earlier, there's only so many ways you can say the same thing. So I, I do use it. Is it played out? I, I don't really pay attention to it. It's not played out for me. I try to mix it up, but I might be guilty of using it too much, depending you know, really the judge of that. Yeah. Do you have a problem with the word narrative? Um, no? I, I think the, the phrase, I'll say this, is played out a lot. No, the one that really bothers me is my pet peeve at the end of the day. Yeah. Hate that. My, what about the start of the day? The, Why is it always the end of the day? My day starts in the morning. So at the end of the morning, you know, I could say at the end of the morning, and I go to bed in the morning. The, the, the worst phrase that I have these days, especially with the NFL draft passing, is whenever guys in the NFL, whether they're pundits or experts or whatever the fuck they are, when they refer to a receiver as a good pass-catching receiver, like yeah. that's redundant. It's just a receiver. You're not a pass catching receiver you are a receiver like no one talks about a stock blocking wide receiver they talk about a receiver can you catch yes if you can't catch guess what you are a corner yeah well you understand that you have time to fill as a broadcaster and so you have to mix in the alphabet soup you have to you have to put a concoction together of words a rich tapestry of words and make makes you sound Really smart. That reminds me. I forgot. I, I was, we used to we used to have fun with Looney when we did the Blitz, and and he would always mock them by saying, "This guy's a football player." You know, I was like, "Well, they're all football players." You know, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> the funniest thing I've said this before, but if you're new to the podcast, when I did an NFL show, we interviewed the NFL Fox broadcasters and NFL players for. We did that for like eight years on Sundays, and it was a lot of fun. It was like a red red zone around the NFL type deal. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun with it. Um. But it was very frustrating interviewing the players because we, we really thought about the questions we asked and we, we attempted to ask good questions and we wanted these great answers. And once we crossed over, we were getting terrible answers, but once we just asked cliche, hokey questions, the answers were great. Mm-hmm. Like we were speaking the language, the lexicon of the football player and all of a sudden our, it changed the whole thing. It's like, wait a minute, we're speaking the native tongue, the lingo. You know, it was good. You got to speak athlete speak, yeah. and you will get good answers. So, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, n- number two from Joe and Darcy. Why do former NFL players on TV and radio always insist on saying National Football League as opposed to NFL when discussing the league? Is that an official directive mandate from the NFL? I find it nauseating. Uh, I love the radio show and podcast. Well, thank you, Joe and Darcy. 
Uh, I do hear that a lot. I say it sometimes. You change, again, it's another way to change it up, but I don't say it all the time. Wasn't Chris Berman the one that used to do that all the time? That Ash Football League. Or was it Howard Cosell before him? They, yeah, they both did it. Yeah. Just Tim better. writes in uh, and says, uh, happy belated birthday, Ben. Love the show. Listening from Davenport, Iowa on iHeart. No, thank you for that. Says, great job on the Rod Sterling impression. By the way, very well done. But that also, hopefully, no more poltergeist scratching at your door. That would scare the absolute hell out of me. Yeah, Tim, we didn't have that this week, so Bella stayed in the house. No scratching at the door. Barry in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, says, Yo, yo, ma, Benny. What is the one thing you have done in your career where you got the most notoriety, good or bad? That's a pretty solid question. And off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, what was it that got the most publicity? Uh, we've had a few dust-ups where I've made the local newspaper in Phoenix or in Houston or Cleveland or something like that where I'll attack one of the local stars and they'll unload on me. But I'm, I'm trying to what was the most? I guess the thing that I probably got known for the most was the bashing of the Cavaliers against the Warriors with LeBron James. When Remember, the, the Warriors blew a 3-1 to one lead, and I was like, the Cavs aren't winning. I did all these rants. I was screaming into the microphone. They're not winning. They suck. They're not going to come back. It's just for ratings purposes. And, uh, and then they won. And, of course, everyone loves goofing on a prediction that doesn't go the right way. And that was so crazy that period of time. The, the Cleveland papers were writing about it. And I ended up at the Cavs. I, I still have this photo in my office of a guy at the Cavalier Parade after they'd beaten Golden State, ending the curse of Cleveland sports. And he had this sign up, and it listed all the people that didn't believe in the Cavaliers. And, and I'm like right next to Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. That was that was pretty cool. That was that was pretty neat. But I mean, there's, but there's been other things I'm probably forgetting. Uh, this is also for David. Uh, Barry says, what year do you think Ben will finally grill up that <laughs> tomahawk steak? Well, screw you, Barry. Uh, How dare you? Uh, Dave in Mill Valley. I'm blaming it on COVID. Uh, Dave in Mill Valley says, Ben, uh, frequently lame joke contributor and talent show judge Inca Terror has been described as a classically trained musician who has played all over the world. Wanting to know more, I searched extensively via Google, YouTube, etc., using multiple spellings, variations. Can't find any reference whatsoever, which is rather odd, especially for a professional blind piano player living in New York. <laughs> One would think there would at least be a passing mention somewhere. So, Ben, is this guy for real, or have we been hoodwinked and hornswoggled? Not to mention bamboozled it's from dave in mill valley uh well here's the the plot twist on this i actually know for a fact that inca terror is a classically trained musician but you, you ready for the the plot thickening here are you ready for this uh the reason you cannot find any reference to inca terror is that's a pseudonym that's his name on the show. He goes by a different name. He's got a very uh, long name, shall we say. And a lot of guys do this. You know, you get the uh, the funky name or the long name that's not easy for the normal idiot like me to pronounce, and you go with a, uh, a pseudonym. Uh, and uh, so he's he uses Inca Terror as an alias. 
And I, I don't know if he wants, I mean, we'll have him on. Inkatero's in, in great, very funny. Uh, I've, I'd love for him to write a little tune for the show. He hasn't done that. He's, you know, he's, he's beyond our show. Um, but that's, that's just a stage name he uses, Inkatero. Uh, but if he wants, I mean, he can give his name out if he wants us to. I, I don't think I can properly pronounce it, but he can pronounce it. And uh, he's, he's performed in Russia, um, in Moscow, there in Russia, all over Europe. Obviously not recently because of the, the pandemic. Uh, Kevin in Kansas writes and says, Ben, I have listened to a number of baseball broadcasts where the announcers are reporting the games live from a studio. As someone who used to cover games and do interviews at the venue, do you see this current trend replacing the old ways? If so, what would we be gaining and losing? All right, so, Kevin, let me answer it this way. Uh, A, we would be gaining the opportunity for teams to save money. It's very expensive to travel, and the teams have ridiculous travel budgets, even though they have, and I traveled with the Dodgers very briefly years ago, but they have huge travel budgets. They have deals with the hotels, and they have deals with the airlines and the bus services, but it still costs them a bunch of money out of pocket, cost of doing business. So if you don't have to send the radio crew you don't have to send the TV, the production crew that usually travels with the team, uh, and, and then you talk about you know you know Spanish radio. You know some teams have other languages other than Spanish. You know you, you're talking conceivably as a broadcast wing. Let's say you got two radio guys, two TV guys, two pr- a producer, director, sideline reporter. That what are we up to? That's uh, that's five, six, seven. Spanish radio. That's a couple more plus an engineer. You're talking about 10 to 12 people that are broadcasters that travel with a team. So you don't have to pay for their hotel rooms. You don't have to, you know, every head on the plane, they, they charge money, the airline on the chartered flights, uh, from what I understand. So you don't have to pay. So the teams would be gaining a savings. What would be losing? Well, we, I think we'd be losing a lot. I think to properly call a game, listen, I, I can call a game off a of television, but when you're there and you, you can see things that the camera doesn't show, like, guess what? You're a play-by-play guy, right? I mean, yeah. you, you you would admit. I mean, it's, it's a much different experience. Yeah, you can call a game and it'll be fine. It would be paint by numbers, whatever the camera shows. But when you're actually at a game, you see crap that's not on the camera. But you also pick up the stories, too. You pick up anecdotes from either other broadcasters, your beat writers, the reporters that are there, TV personalities, the players, the coaches, the trainers. Like, you get to pick up all those things and ingest it into your broadcast. And, yeah, when you're working remotely, you can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, true. I mean, listen, we had Charlie Steiner on, and Charlie's a famous schmoozer, and he'd be down there during batting practice, and John Sterling's the same way. Yeah. You know, walking around, and, and that's how those guys do it. They're, that's the, Those are the stories they get. And you pick up gems, too. Most of these guys won't talk to you unless you develop a rapport with them. So that's the best way to do it is when you're traveling – that's when they kind of divulge all that information. You build trust that way, and then, of course, you get to uh, solidify some relationships. Yeah, it's it sucks, but there's a lot of these guys that are out there nowadays that just look up all that information online and then just report it as or talk about it as they got it from that source, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of the world we live in now. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, and there's also a lot of the straw men they bring up and whatnot, the straw men. Yeah. Uh, Pierre from Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, home of the pro – why did you make that noise? Because it's just, I'm just waiting for this awful email. Oh, it's great. It's like a colonoscopy every week. No, 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 no. This guy is wonderful. This yeah. guy gets it. He gets it. Mm. 
Uh, Pierre from Springfield says, I would like to thank the listener that unearthed the audio confirming your nickname, Benny the Bopper. That was a big story on the show this week, Benny the Bopper. But I would like to touch up his or her, her work because they forgot that you are also known as the Seth strike him out, sit him down, uh, as evidenced by your first pitch at the Bakersfield Blaze game. Any truth to the rumor that you essentially shut down a minor league franchise because you embarrassed a collection of professional pitchers, some of which have never made the major leagues because they were so humiliated. Uh, Also, did they suspend the media game at Dodger Stadium because of the bomb you hit off a former professional player? Well, those are great questions, Pierre. Uh, and I do think I had a small role. Um, the bigger role would actually Gascon, uh, as far as Bakersfield going out of business. The uh, the Gascon touch, the Sodom touch of Gascon caused a franchise that had been around for almost 100 years to go away. Uh, but, yeah, I have been vindicated. The uh, lollipop curve, which is my bread and butter on the mound, outstanding. And now Major League Baseball players are copying that honest-to-goodness Maller creation, the lollipop curve. And so uh, I do credit, take credit, and I embarrass some of those minor leaguers for the Seattle Mariners, clearly. Oh, boy. Every week that guy gives you just lollipop questions. It's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, Pierre, you get a golden ticket. I'm going to give Pierre a golden ticket. You can't give ticket. him a golden ticket on a podcast? I can't. You can't. Do anything I want. Oh. You know what? I'll give him another. You get two golden tickets. You get a golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. There you go, Pierre. Congratulations. Oh boy. He doesn't call anyway, so who cares? Oh, that's good. Calls every once in a while. Yeah, I remember he sent a bunch of uh, pickle stuff because Eddie hates pickles. A bunch of pickles, chips, all kinds of pickle items. To the uh, <laughs> this, That was pretty funny. That was a good busting of the balls there. Yeah. Uh, Paris in Nashville writes in. And he says, what's going on, gentlemen? Long time no speak. I'll jump right into it. 2020, 2021 have been absolutely fucking mad, he says. Uh, On top of all the political nonsense, I broke my kneecap, femur, and hip in a car accident. That's terrible. Wow. That's like the holy trinity right there. Kneecap, femur, and hip. Holy crap. Damn. wonder how old uh, Paris is. That's... Man, I've heard that that hip, man, that'll that'll uh, that'll haunt you, man. The uh, pain a, in that hip. It's for, a game changer, yeah. That's terrible, man. I feel bad. Wow, that sucks. He says I was out of work for four to five months, so I missed the podcast. I finally caught up to the fifth hour, some one hundred odd episodes, but it was worth the time. I couldn't listen to the main show because your other coworkers aren't nearly as good as Gascon. <laughs> Holy crap! What did you pay this guy to write uh, that gag on? Fuck, Jesus, I love, I love him. David Gaffigan, right over there. Wow. Uh, it says, I would love to leave a review, but as an Android user, this isn't possible. If there becomes a way, let the people know so we can show support. And again, listen, if you have an Android, I get it. The main way you support the show is just subscribing to the podcast, downloading the podcast, telling your friends. You don't have to you know, shove it down their throats, but just bring it up casually. Hey, I got this podcast. You know, it's kind of... It's a hidden gem, that kind of thing. Um, whatever the guerrilla marketing—that's how we grow the Maller militia. And you've been very, very good. We, we, the numbers are from what we're hearing, Gascon, very good for the podcast. They continue to go up. Yeah, and that's a—that's really not us. That's you. We're doing the same marginal podcast that we did when we started it. The only thing different 
is that listeners like yourself are spreading the word. Well, I don't know. I think that uh, the production oh, value has been great. I think my go. guest booking has been fantastic. Yeah, I think the production – my favorite uh, podcast was when uh, you were producing and uh, we had – an interview, and you couldn't understand anything during the entire interview because everything was over-modulated. That was your work. No, those big mics. Those guys no, but you you did not years. teach Big Mike how to properly produce the podcast. Oh, boy. Bad job by you. Oh, boy. You sabotaged a great interview with Mel Proctor, Baltimore <sighs> Oriole broadcasting legend. Oh, I do. I had, a, I had a headache listening to that podcast. What do you, what do you think about his... His approval, though, of the show, I mean, the podcast compared to the show, like, do you think that that warrants me to come in every night to be on your show? No, no. I, I, Coop's holding down the fort. I think we're okay. Well, I mean, you have him to produce, but yes. you know, that, that wouldn't be my role if I came out on the show. Well, no, no, no. Now, I will tell you, uh, I, I would prefer you over uh, that, uh, that stage five clinger guy. That uh, is also from, I believe, west of the 405. Brian Fenley? I forget the guy's name. I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I don't say his name. That's an FCC violation. Hmm. Uh, but uh, is it but, Art yeah, Martinez? No, 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 no. You not said not. stage Artie's five clinger. Artie, out of the blue, uh, the great Art Martinez. When, uh, to me, the gold standard. He is the greatest. With all due respect to Roberto and Danny G and the other engineers I've had, Julio, Art Martinez, amazing. He, as an engineer, the sound bites he plays, oh, my God, he's great. But anyway, Art, I hadn't talked to Art in months, and he randomly sent me a text. He was complaining about the Dodgers. <laughs> it's like out of the blue. <laughs> they lost to the Cubs the other day. What the hell's going on with our Dodgers, you know? And he, he's getting angry. It's pretty funny. It was it was pretty good. Uh, he says, last week, Ben, you mentioned feeding a dog human food, and it is not good for them. Uh, Paris says, uh, well, in actuality, kibble isn't good for them either. They have a hard time digesting kibble. I feed my husky raw and have since he was a pup, and he is by far the healthiest dog I know. I love huskies. Huskies are great. Labs yeah. are good. They're big, big dogs are cool like to hang out with for a day or two, but then they shit everywhere, and it, it's like, yeah. I, I'm more into the little lap dogs. Little, yeah. little bitch boy dogs. I like the little lap dogs. Very masculine. Solid of you. dogs. Yeah. yeah. yeah Listen, very, very it's masculine. a good dog. Dog will sit in your lap, watch TV with a couch potato dog. Anyway, he gave me this website. He says uh, he gets his food from wefeedraw.com. You ever heard of that? <laughs> Why don't you go look it up for me? <laughs> you think it's a porn site? Is that what you think it is? You think this is a joke? And then yeah. I'm not going to look now. I'm not going to look. I, I'm, now you scared me. Now I'm not going to go to WeFeedDraw.com because I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, WeFeedRaw, rather. Excuse me. <laughs> WeFeedRaw.com. All right. Uh, he says, what is, the, what is the worst movie you've seen recently, he says. I watched Without Remorse that debuted on Amazon Prime this weekend, and it was fucking terrible, he said. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Everyone's got a hard on for him. I don't know why. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of movies. I'm watching a lot of documentaries, but there's nothing that's been terrible. There's a lot of average stuff. He I, says, P.S., that email from I'm a Pilot last week was absolutely hilarious. It was so good. See, no, there's someone else no. that agrees with me on this. I mean, I'm a Pilot is Stop. just magnificent. A little long-winded, and we appreciate that because he's got tales from going over the— All right, calm down. Uh, Mortal Kombat was bad. I we have limited time. i got to hurry up here. He says, uh, also, if you, if you add a fourth date of the podcast, oh, no, that's not happening. But he says, if you did, just do movie reviews. I'm good. 
Travis in Roseburg, Oregon, says, with the trend of celebrity fights, who would you like to get in the ring with, if given the chance? Jake well, Paul. I, I, I think you mentioned the name uh, earlier there, Keska, and I forget the guy's name there, but uh, he's a stage five clinger. Boy, a couple of punches. That guy would be down, and he would be saying, no mas, no mas. He'd be crying for mommy is what he would be doing. You're not the violent type. But when I get the rage, when I get angry enough, it is impending doom. Uh, And you talk to any of my producers. You know, I'm pretty mellow, pretty calm. But every once in a while, uh, Mount Benny explodes. Kaboom. When you get mad, I laugh. (laughs) Oh, and I've really gotten angry. I got angry with Bergie one time. I've gotten angry with Coop. uh, Not so much with Bob Guerra, but some of these other guys. I've uh, screamed and shouted. (laughs) You ever did that shit to me? I would laugh in your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to bring down the hammer of God. John the Jailer says it's been reported. <laughs> it's been reported that Bill Gates had a stipulation before getting married that he would still be allowed once a year to go on vacation with an ex-girlfriend. Is that true? Uh, ben, I was wondering if you had any plans on renewing your vows. Uh, maybe you could slip this in there. Yeah, when did you guys get married again? Uh, we got married in uh, July of 2013. All right. So, so you got uh, so you got what two years away then from, from renewing? Yeah, the, the, the agreement. I didn't know it was just a 10 year deal, and you had to renew the contract. I didn't realize that. I thought no, it was a I, lifetime I, deal. I don't know. I know a lot of people that do it like incrementally every five years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm fine. My wife wants to do it. Okay with it. Uh, this is uh, also Gascon. Would you attempt to convince your future bride or groom to agree to such terms? Hmm. Yeah. Would you like to have like it's the Andre Kirilenko thing? John the Jailer saying where Fuck he gets no. a free pass. Would never share. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I think uh, it's more. She doesn't get to share, but you get to have a little uh, side action. Side. Uh, nah. You just yeah. go down a dark hole and you do that. Yeah, that is true. And even when people say uh, it's no big deal, it's a big deal. Yeah, of course. It's a big deal. A Vols fan, Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee, says, Ben, if you walked into the studio and saw Gagon, Bo the Show, and Brian Finley, what would your expectations be? Uh, Well, they'd be very low. uh, And just being sincere here, they'd be very low. Uh, I'd look around the room. I'd say, what what did I do to deserve this? You know, what what kind of marginal, shoddy, inferior people I'm surrounded by? What a rinky-dink outfit this is. How dare you? How dare you? Mm. Shame on you. But really, I'd be talking about you, Gagon. Yeah, I just want to point that out. Yeah. I'm a great colleague. Uh, I think we're out of time. Thanks to Kevin from uh, Rockford, Illinois. He had a question about – he said he went hiking in – Manitou Springs Incline in Colorado. You ever heard of that? No, but did he have a? Did he send a picture? No, but I saw some some photos of it. He's uh, nice. it's pretty cool. I don't know. That would be. He says you can once you do that, you can skip the treadmill for a few days. <laughs> I bet looks beautiful. I looked at some photos of it. M A N I T O U Springs Incline in Colorado. So you can uh, check that out. Uh, Charlie in Memphis, Will in Springfield sent questions. We didn't have time to get to your questions, uh, so we thank you. Big Mike from Cortland, New York, the crown city. Uh, he sent a question as well, and uh, we just ran out of time. So bad job by us, but we do acknowledge you contributing content to the podcast, and that 
is the most important thing. All right, uh, Gascon, thank you. We'll be back on the radio tonight. Another amazing edition of the Ben Maller radio program. All the big news of the weekend. We'll catch you then, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 Phillips over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.